from the clinic. She must have walked past it a thousand thousand times on her afternoon strolls, never suspecting she would end up in here. The home for ladies who have gone do lally, as she'd often called it. Will she work in Bristol for much longer, though? Her reluctant retirement has been the thorn under the skin of all her emails to me over the past 18 months. It's not as bad as they think, she says at last. I forget some things, remember others. When your doctor phoned, she said it's not the first time you've wandered. I took a wrong turn on the way home from work one day. They changed the bus route and it confused me. Don't listen to Dr. Chowdhury. She's young and thinks she knows everything. I don't push it further. Four times, the doctor has said. Four times over two years, Mum has been found bewildered and lost. We can assume there have been other times when she's managed to get herself home and not told me, Dr. Chowdhury has said. Tests... A diagnosis have all been carried out without my knowledge. The outcome was no surprise. Loxley College's fearsome emeritus professor of history, Margaret Camber. Do lally. Definitely do lally. And while that's a terrible diagnosis for any woman to receive, it seems doubly so for a woman who has been so fiercely clever her whole life. Triply so, because she's my mum. I sit and hold her hand in the softly lit room, not able to believe that it's actually happening, that my mother is not invincible, that sickness and mortality will prey on her just as they prey on all of us. My head grinds with jet lag. I can't grasp whole thoughts, just the edges of them. I am sad and I want my mum to comfort me, but bafflingly it seems it's my job to comfort her. How long are you staying? She asks after a while. As long as you need me to. Jeff will be annoyed if I keep you here too long. Jeff will be fine. The quiet descends again. Then, how long are you staying? As long as... I'm not sure I haven't booked a return flight. I need you to go to the office for me. Your office, at Loxley. She nods and I notice her body is filling with energy. She grows stiff. They'll throw it all out and I'm not done sorting it yet. Your papers and books? You want me to pack them up? There's things in there. They've heaped them all in the middle of the room. Scoundrels. Of course, Mum, of course. Where would I find the key? with my other keys. My handbag is in that drawer. She indicates a bureau on the other side of the bed. I slide open the deep bottom drawer and pull out her handbag, then find a handful of keys. I'll go straight up there when the nurse kicks me out, I tell her. Her body relaxes again. I thought I saw him, you know. Emile. Who's Emile? I realise now that's not possible. I got mixed up. But I saw him and I walked towards him and didn't check for cars. Who's Emile? I ask again. She shakes her head sadly.
I just wanted to ask him how it ended. She trails into mutters. The veil is down again. I'm not even sure she knows I'm here. I stroke her hand and say nothing. The nurse comes in, cheerily announcing afternoon tea time. I don't know whether it's the jet lag or seeing my mother like this, but it doesn't feel like afternoon tea time. It feels like midnight. Loxley College is on a long, tree-lined street just over the Clifton Suspension Bridge. It has always delighted my mother that she crosses an icon of Victorian architecture every day on her way to work, given that she is a 19th-century historian. To be precise, Mum's Field is the 19th-century English private sphere. She even hosted a short television series once on BBC Two called Victorian Women's Lives.